Yo, what up? Welcome to the Average Buds Podcast with Kush and Devin. Today we'll be talking about the societal expectations associated with going to school, getting married, and having kids. Speaking of, uh, speaking of TVs and buying TVs when you move out, this is a stretch. I'm gonna okay. <laughs> this segues a little bit of a stretch, but so Devin and I were just talking about moving out casually. Um, and what it was like to sort of furnish our, our first places as adults. But speaking of moving out, I kind of wanted to, to talk about timelines Okay. today on our podcast. Timelines. Timelines. It's broad. It's broad. I'll, I'll narrow it down for you a little bit. I feel, and I'm sure a lot of people feel, that we sort of have this timeline in life that isn't necessarily set in stone like there's no official timeline but everyone feels like they have to follow it regardless and what i'm talking about is the second you finish grade 12 because up until then your timeline is set for you unless you were held back a grade which is (coughs) a little unfortunate (laughs) (laughs) but the timeline is set for you up until grade 12 right so you're 17 18 years old and now it's in your hands officially it's in your hands yeah because you get to decide what the fuck what, you want to do. What the fuck you're going to do, right? So a lot of people feel like they have to go to university. Um, and in that case, they're like, hey, well, if I don't go to university right after, then I'm wasting time. Some people take gap years. Sometimes yeah. people fucking start at 25, right? Yeah. So there's the whole university route. But then after, like, education and, like, figuring out what you want to do in life, I feel like there's, a like, a mad timeline in regards to finding a partner, having kids, or even after you graduate, like finding a job that actually makes like decent enough money where you can afford the things that you should quote unquote have yeah, at, yeah. you know, 30 or whatever. And I think it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Sorry. I'm kind of grooming myself here because I looked at myself in the fucking reflection, in my, in my reflection of yeah. my laptop and my hair is fucking all over the Crazy. place. So. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. Um, me and Anna, you know, we get ourselves motivated and hyped based on not being on that on that set timeline that a lot of people are on um it's extremely important especially for us going a little bit more into our personal life is we don't plan on having kids there's actually two factors we don't plan on having kids until we're financially stable yep well more than financially stable because i would say we're financially stable now we have Mm -hmm. no problem paying our bills we can still go out and eat we can still do whatever kind of we want right but um not for a kid if a kid comes into the into the equation, we're fucking going into debt every month, pretty much. Um, and then the other factor is that if we don't get to that point, we've we've both agreed that it's less selfish for us to say we're not having kids at all. Oh, yeah. So basically, until we can get to the point where we can financially support a child to the fullest extent of you know. If they want something, you know, not being like strict or like, Within I don't, reason. I don't want to be able, yeah. like, I'm not going to buy you this because we can't afford it. I'm going to say, I'm not going to buy you this because I think it's fucking stupid. You'd be spoiled. <laughs> yeah. 100%. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I don't ever want our children to be a burden on us. I think that's a huge thing. So unselfishly, we thought that it would be the better choice to say we're not capable of having children and providing them the life that they should have. So we're not going to have children until we're at that point whether that be you know 40 45 whatever it is right but uh on timelines i feel like and even my brother he has a child now props to him it's a lot of fucking work i think both 
him and his wife are. Tyson had a kid, hey? Yeah, he did not. I the last the last I heard of your older brother was uh, um, uh, wedding. I still remember you getting hyped for that fucking weekend, but other than that, I yeah. Yeah, no, he's got a he's got a kid. Nathaniel. How old? Fuck, I want to say six months now. Wow, congrats. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, like, power to him and Eva. Like, but me and Anna, we can't be. And everybody's timeline's different, right? And that's a great example. Like, they're still sure I'm. They're financially stable and they're ready to have that kid. And I think right now Tyson mostly supports them because mm-hmm. um, obviously Eva's at home with the child. Mm-hmm. But if me and Anna were to have a kid right now. That's half of our income gone, and all of a sudden we're not able to pay for rent and for fucking groceries. You know what I mean? There's yeah. no. It's just not. It's not possible for us. Yeah, I uh, kids is tough. Kids are really tough. I, I think growing up, I've always I always said that I wanted a couple kids, but I grew, you know, being an adult now, I kind of have come to realization how much work growing a fucking like human, raising a human, growing a human, (laughs) raising a human is back to our skin sacks, back to our skin sacks podcast. I think it's episode five. Episode (laughs) on Spotify and Apple. (laughs) Um, but yeah, uh, you know, I, I, I got a dog last or I guess a year and a half ago now. And that was a lot of work, bro. That was a ton. Like the first six or eight months when he was still sort of like figuring you know, crate training out and like potty training and all that. And he was teething. I literally, I was, there were so many times where I was close to just being like, you know what? Fuck this. <laughs> right. Like I can't, I physically can't do it. I can't go with my friends for more than a couple hours because if I don't fucking let him out every two hours, he's going to piss himself. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I can't do anything. And then whenever I'm home, he's constantly in my face and he just never goes to sleep. Right. True. So, I relate that to having kids now mm-hmm. in a sense. And I know ki- having kids are, obvi- are obviously way worse um, in terms of like the work that you put into it. But I wouldn't say worse. I would say it's um, <laughs> more of a handful. Saying it's okay, worse yeah. it seems a little... Fair, fair. I feel you on that. Yeah, it is way more of a handful. And I feel like, I mean, that shit's for life, right? Like assuming your kid doesn't croak. You're good. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> yeah, sorry, that was as fuck. Um, but yeah, no. So Nicole and I have talked about having kids. I always, I always get kind of stuck in the. I have to have kids around like thirty, um, just because I look at myself in, in terms of like how old I'll be when my kids a certain age. Sure. And yeah. Ideally, I'm like younger as they're becoming adults because, you know, we'll have that like father, uh, you know, son or father daughter relationship or whatever. But, you know, I think uh, that relationship really evolves when you kind of can call your kid your friend. And I think that happens when that kid starts to grow up a little bit, gets into the later teens and stuff. So I've always wanted that. But at the same time, like financially now, no way in hell. No No way in fucking hell, man. All these expenses alone, all he probably runs us like $250 a month. Because of, uh, if that was picked up, I, think yeah, it was. I don't, <laughs> yeah, it'll be fine. Um, but yeah, all, all these probably like 200, 250 a month, just based on like, damn insurance is like a yeah. hundred dollars a month. His food's like a hundred dollars a month. And then just like toys and shit like that. Like he's expensive. I couldn't imagine what a kid's like. Um, but yeah, I hate that timeline for kids, man. I fucking hate it. So it's, <clears> it's, it's a human, it's a human being. You got to know yeah. that you're financially ready. Yeah. So 
emotionally i don't think anybody or emotionally and like in terms of responsibility yeah. a lot of people will say you'll, you'll never be ready for kids like Until when you, you have, have them. when you have a kid yeah. then you'll kind of kick into action right because honestly even me i'm 24 now 24 is like honestly when i looking back to like maybe when i was 15 or something i would have already assumed i had a kid by now oh me too yeah but like one fuck that because now i'm here and i'm like there's no fucking way i can't even take care of myself the other day for breakfast i had like two slices of bologna and that was it (laughs) you (laughs) know what i mean nice (laughs) but um here's a reverse um positive for waiting on having kids right is and we're i was thinking about it well me and anna i mean i keep saying we're because like all of my timeline decisions i've talked with her like in full like multiple times like just all the time yeah um so we were saying that if you think about it if you wait longer for kids let's say 30 to 35 range right Mm -hmm. if your parents were also around that age my parents were younger when they had me so it's a little bit of a gap but if you have kids when you're at that age and both parents need to go back to work your parents are probably already retired or close to it to the point where they can help you raise that child instead of Buying a nanny or sending them to daycare. Buying a nanny, relax. <laughs> no, I know, I know. It's a it's a rich person yeah. thing, but that's yeah. what, what I'm saying, right? Like, yeah, yeah. it makes a lot more sense for that. And then when your kids, if your kids do kind of the same timeline, right? Right. Then you're retired, and you can help them with their kids. It just makes a lot more sense than like because I don't really like I was never sent to daycare. I didn't have a nanny. Like my mom was a stay at home. And yeah. like straight up, like that was probably the best for me. And I know that's not financially acceptable or like responsible for a lot of families because both parents need to go to work to have a solid income. But at the time, that was the play. And I think I was raised really well because of that. Yeah, it was your own mom, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So on that note, again, if you can have your grandparents around, if you both do need to go back to work, that's a lot better than just having some random nanny or sending them off to daycare. Right. Because how much time do you get on mat leave? Like, uh, nine months. Yeah, nine months. I think. About nine months. Yeah. So you're leaving your child at sub one years old and you're going to just hire some random person to come take care of your one-year-old child? It seems weird to me. Yeah, I couldn't imagine it. I, I know... Um, I know like a lot of teachers out there, man, like, so they're given like nine months and then they have to come back for the remainder, which is what a month or no, Mm -hmm. I think they're given seven months or something. I could be wrong, but they have to come back for the remainder or like sometimes they get like on like unassociated with the school they work for. I could be wrong on this, but it's, it is pretty whack. So like sometimes I feel like in Canada, it's a lot better because you do get like a decent maternity, paternity kind of thing. Better than the U S for sure. hundred percent. And obviously it depends on the company a little bit too. You might get some extras, but for the most part, you go for a couple months, you have a whole fucking child. And I'm, I'm speaking in the eyes of the woman because obviously it's a lot, a lot more um, on them. It is. Um, oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. They, you know, I mean, they they're carrying the child, child, right? Yeah. 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 Um, and now all of a sudden, like you said, like you get a couple months and then you're fucking right back at work and you're just like your literal newborn fucking fetus is like just less fucking, than a year yeah. old, man. Like it it's not like it's not like they're like three, four. They no. have some social skills. They can walk. They eat normal food. Yeah, it's like, yeah, they they can't even fucking talk to you yet. Hundred percent, man. Like that's fucking weird. It I is. don't like that. I like your method. I like I like the idea that you propose though. Yeah, like I I I, I think 
being raised by family has a, a solid impact. Um, I, I was the same. I didn't go to any form of um, daycare not that I remember. I, I was I was a pretty anxious kid, so I like I wasn't great in that situation, anyways. But I never I, I was never sent to daycare. I think I had like a babysitter here and there, but for the most part, my grandma and my sister just raised me. Um, yeah, my sister would have been in like high school for a majority of it, right? So she just fucking raised me, and my mom and dad they went to work, and then like obviously as I grew older, it was like less hands on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have some cousins right now, cousin, I guess cousin. Um, and they have they've been fucking pumping them out, man. They just <laughs> uh, they just had their third Damn. son. How old are they? Um, I could be a little off on this, but I'm pretty sure it's four, two, and. Sorry, meant meant the parents. Oh, the parents. Because um, they're what I like to call the perfect example of what society sees as timeline. Okay. Um, I think parents are getting close to the forties. They're in their late thirties, um, but the catch is their accomplishments. Um, I think they got married at thirty. One is a oncologist, so she went to physio. Med school specialization. Yeah, she's fucking crushing it. And the other is a lawyer. So it's like yeah. that's like the yeah. perfect example of like they went to school, they got their education, they got married. Now they're, they're pumping up babies. They're financially fucking chilling. Um, and their parents are retired, and they're like her mom takes care of the children for yeah. the most part. Yeah. Um, and I know they're trying to do a big move right now, and like the like her mom is straight up like, yeah. I'll, I'm gonna follow you, you know. I'm gonna take care of those kids. Yeah, so, fantastic. Yeah, man. So I would, I would love that. I, um, on, on one of your other points though, with finances, yeah. I know it's not ideal for one of the parents to stay home, but I would like to think that when I have kids, you're gonna have a stay at home. I'm gonna have a stay at home, whether it be you or whether it be me Nicole. or Nicole, right? Because yeah. by then Nicole will have peaked her, um. Income expectations as being a teacher because you, you go up every year or hopefully, fingers crossed, I've reached somewhere in my career. So yep. one of us just fucks off, right? Yeah. Me and I say the same thing. I mean, we are under the understanding that I am more likely to be successful. Right. That's not necessarily saying that she won't be. No. But um, yeah, so we're basically planning that she's going to be the stay at home mm -hmm. and you know, we talked about that in full and I was, because I brought it up to her the other day, um, along the same conversation kind of, I was like, I don't really want to send my child to daycare. And then I brought up the whole, like leaving your fucking under one year old fucking with yeah. a random is just yeah. so fucked up to it's me. Nuts. Can't do that. Yeah. So fuck, I forgot what I was even saying. Oh yeah. That she's going to be a, she's going to be a stay at home and you know, make our lunches and stuff that'd be lit yeah dude and but if yeah in the off case that i'm the stay at home that'd be fucking dope it would be that'd be so fucking dope Dog, i tell nicole <laughs> that all the time like if nicole decides like she wants to go off and be a fucking principal or something and she decides like she, i don't know some, somehow like she makes a ton of fucking money bro i am chilling yeah <laughs> like i don't i don't give a fuck of what like about what society thinks because nah, i'm a dad that. or whatever i will stay at home i'll take care of those kids i'll tell you what though Nicole takes care of me, right? <laughs> so Nicole like helps me with my meals. She fucking makes sure that I'm on everything. Not saying that I'm not a responsible adult, but I'm, I won't lie. Ever since Nicole came into my life, I've become a lot less like on it because she is on it for me. Um, and for that reason, I just know that she'll be better at raising our kids. <laughs> kind of seemed like a beta, but it's fine. I, it's just, <laughs> honestly, like I'll take it, bro. Yeah, like, yeah. She, she'll be way better at raising them. 
No, that's that's fair too. Like I have no doubt that I mean, in the situation of a mother and a father, not saying that the father will take care or love their kid any less, but I definitely always think that the mother has a more caring side yeah. and a more understanding yeah. side for raising children. That being said, again, I don't care. Like I don't. It's kind of fading away from society that like stay at home dads are weird. Like a weird. I think so. Yeah. A weird thing, but if there's any males out there that are like no i don't want to be a stay-at-home dad you're fucking lying to yourself yeah think about how dope it would be it'd be so lit dude <laughs> i'll be such a dope ass dad too man i'll do all the fucking cool shit with my kid and at yeah. the same time i just vibe like if i want to fucking game i'm a fuck obviously like i can't game with a fucking fetus but like as that kid like starts to grow man like i'm gonna play sports with that kid i'm a fucking game with that kid i'm gonna yeah. do everything with that kid, bro but you think you can't but when my sister was born, I, I literally have a picture of, like, my sister in my lap as, like, a fucking, like, baby swaddled. Yeah. And you and just I'm, fucking and I'm, gaming? And I'm fucking playing Dude, I love that. I'm playing 2K. I love that. And that's that's what I'm trying to be as a dad. I'm trying to be one of those dads. Yeah, I'm going to be the dope. most fucking involved dad ever, man. And then, you know, and then I don't know if there's any correlation. Probably not. But then later when uh, Sophia could sit up and stuff, and she, she would just, like, sit there. And we gave her, like, a controller. And just like and she, she just there, and she would just there. watch, and then like she wasn't talking or anything yet, but she was making sounds when I'd fucking score. And I was like, "That's it's fucking sweet, lit, dude." <laughs> I love that, man. Yeah, um, yeah. And now, now I'll, I'll move kind of parallel to having kids. Yeah, sorry, we were on kids for a while. But That's there's, fine. There's I lots of timelines. Yeah, yeah. There's tons. Yeah. So another timeline. Um, most of the time before kids, but sometimes not. Um, the idea of, of, of putting a ring on it. Now, I, I do think that as a guy, there's a little bit more pressure, Tons of pressure. right? Yeah. Um, because obviously, you know, a lot of the times we're the ones proposing and we're the ones making that big move. Um, and the reason I bring this up is because, uh, within the last few months I proposed and I came to that conclusion almost out of nowhere in the sense that. I was on a long road trip with my friend, had a lot of alone time to think about it, and immediately I was like, there's no reason for me not to. I know this person's going to be with me for the rest of my life, and yeah. I was thinking of proposing. Like, I've had yeah, conversations you, with you, you were thinking yeah, about it for, a long, for time. a long time, right? Yeah. So it you know, it took a couple of years, but I, you know, I figured it out. But did I feel a lot of pressure? No, because I am still 24, so I don't think there was a ton. But at the same time, there was. It was just like unsaid pressure. I was hmm. with her for seven. Uh, well, I'm going on seven years now. Yeah, no. So yeah. like, I understand that for sure. Like right. The time that you're dating and like 100%. people are kind of weird about it. Like if you've been dating, I don't know what the cliche is. Like ten years. Yeah. And you haven't like, um, like in TV shows and shit. When if you've been dating for like ten years and you haven't proposed or whatever, yeah. it's kind of like frowned upon or like yeah. looked at as weird. It's, yeah. It's, it's weird. And then there's all this pressure. And look, I get it as like being on. Like if I put my myself in those shoes like as a as a female partner yeah i mean like fucking we're sitting around here for a long time but i i think it makes a difference depending on what age you met your partner that's right of course yeah, yeah I mean. because i've had i've had a couple friends hit me up and it's unfortunate and it makes me sad because i always tell them the same thing and hold on so they they, they hit me <laughs> up and they're like yo it's it's insane to think about all of like the, our friends from university or high school or whatever, they're getting engaged. I have friends that are engaged. I have friends that are married. We've had a lot of people from our program get married in the last year, right? Um, yeah. And sure. there are people having fucking full ass kids out here and they're Fuck like that. buying yeah. houses and they're like doing all this shit, yep. right? 
and they're they're upset because they're like, well, here I am, single ass me, you know, without without those sort of things in my life. And every time I'm like, bro, it's not like I met my partner a couple months ago and I fell in love and we fucking I proposed. I met my partner when I was 17 years old. We've been together for a long time and then I finally came to the conclusion. That's why I'm getting engaged at 24. Yeah. It's not like I met her last year, right? So, I think that's a big factor like factor in when you met the person and then understand especially like in our case, most of our friends and ourselves are all still in our early 20s. Yeah. And that's it. You don't have to say anything else. We're in our fucking early 20s. There should be no expectation to get married. Yeah, it's uh, it's all about communication with your partner, too. Yeah. If you're with your partner for 15 years, like, regardless of what time you met, like, ours is all, all comes down to finance. We're very finance first. 100%. Um, like, not saying that we're financially not well off. We're okay. But we're one, not having a wedding. Okay. But that's just because Anna doesn't want to have one. You, so you're saying you're like, when you say you're not going to have a wedding, do you mean like you're not going to have like a classic yeah, we're wedding? Yeah. Or are you going to hope? Gonna, or are you going to have homies? So I'm going to propose at some point. Yeah. And then eventually we're just going to go to the courthouse, have two oh, witnesses. And just fucking and just Yeah. I mean, like I want to have like a dinner or something for family and friends, like nothing crazy. Like a little reception kind of? Yeah, not even, like not, yeah, something... Yeah. Something. Something. Um, it makes it, sense. You save a lot of money. No, you do save a lot of money. And it's weird because I'm the one that's like, I want to have a wedding. And she's the one that's not. And it's very reversal of rules. But I only want to have a wedding because I want to share it with my family. Right. Which is what we're going to do with like having a dinner, dinner or whatever. Right. Because like, I mean, you don't have to spend thousands of dollars to be like, yo, we're married. <laughs> you know? I hate it. Yeah. Um, but... I, I, I've been going on rolls today and I just keep fucking forgetting where I was going. That's fine. We're talking about engagement. So I know how I'm going to engage. I don't, or get engaged. Like I know how I'm going to propose. I don't know when, and that's all on finances. Not even necessarily like just to buy the ring. Right. And even both of us together, like she's been looking at rings that are, you know, platinum bands and that are, I can't fucking remember. It's not diamond. It's not, it's like the cheaper, not like a knockoff, but it's like a lookalike. Oh yeah. I know Spence diamonds. They do like, they, they, they're, they're real diamonds, but they're handmade versus like the, you, you make them with like lasers or some shit versus like their mind. Yeah. And there's, they're both diamonds, but one, it, you can get like a lot bigger for a lot, a lot cheaper. Yeah. So yeah. like she was looking at rings that were like around 1500. Right. I was like, I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, fuck that. Bro, I feel you. I don't want to talk about how much I spent on Nicole's ring, but I, it was expensive and it, but it wasn't outrageous i'll tell you we'll, we'll, we can talk about it after but um like w- nicole's always been like if you spend like an absurd amount on my fucking wedding on my engagement ring it's just a waste. that's a waste i had a fr- oh my god dude i had a friend that got engaged like three or four years ago ten thousand ten grand yeah. ten grand on a wedding ring he had to t- help take money out of his mortgage for the wedding and the wedding ring and i was like why why do you and it's fucking huge too she can barely hold her fucking hand up (laughs) what's the point um i remembered where i was going with this and then i forgot again (laughs) yeah oh and then you forgot about it again Um, oh yeah it's about the communication so you can be with your partner for 10 15 years right and as long as you guys are like listen we need to 
like we're happy together we're ready to be together but we just need the right timing that is extremely important because you shouldn't be ashamed of being with somebody for 15 years without getting married no and i mean there's a ton of people that aren't even getting married these days and they're just going common law so power to them legally basically the same thing it is yeah. yeah but uh it's all about communication with your partner because if they're expecting something that you're not like if you're not talking about this shit constantly you know if you're changing your mind if you're just making sure you guys are still on the same page because then it makes no animosity from like if you just go out for a nice dinner and it's been 10 years and your girlfriend doesn't like know that you like yeah yeah, doesn't know what page you're on then she she's like oh maybe this is the night and then she gets super upset after that it didn't happen right right but if she knows you're like yeah we're not ready for this yet and she's like yeah i agree then you can go out to a nice dinner and she will be like She's not expecting to get a fucking ring out of it. You know what I mean? 100%. And that's, and that's how it should be. Yeah. It shouldn't be like a constant anxiety or expectation. And another thing that I wanted to say is I told, fuck, this is a little personal, whatever. I don't give a shit. Me and Anna started dating like a week after we met. I told her I loved her like 10 days after we met. I'm almost in the same boat. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that I've I've been dating her for almost four years now. I want to say almost four years. I hope it's not four years because that'd be bad. That'd be no. It's almost four years. It's almost four years. <laughs> <laughs> well, three and a half ish. Anyway, yeah. um, that being said, I knew that she was the one very early. That doesn't mean you have to get fucking married right away. You don't have to propose two months in. And my parents did that, so they met six months later. They were married, and then a year. Or so after that, they started pumping out me and my brother. That's like a crazy tight fucking timeline. That's a tight timeline, yeah. And like, I can't like be like, that was a shitty move because if they didn't do it, I wouldn't be here. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like, thanks guys. But um, yeah, that, that's like very fast for me and very, you know, I'm, my mom listens to our podcast on... Um, hey, shout out. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, She listens to it on like binge listens, I guess you could say. So, Is your mom's last name still Lee? No, it's Armstrong. Armstrong? Yeah. Shout out, Miss Armstrong. We appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Um, fuck, I can't remember what I was going to say. Oh, I. not to say, like, I'm speculating here, mother, so don't hate me, that if they, you know, took the time and figured things out, maybe they would have realized they were less compatible than they thought they were um, pre-divorce. Yeah. You know what it I mean? Is, it's unfortunate, man. Divorces are really tough. I, I feel like it's insane because, like, I know someone that recently got a divorce and you think about it. And my first question was like, was it a love marriage or, or some form of like arranged marriage, which isn't that out of the ordinary in my culture still. Okay. Um, and it was a love marriage and they knew each other for years and they got married and then they got divorced and it's really sad. It breaks my heart, but yeah, planning, 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 honestly, it's key. It's all about taking your time. And I fully believe that you should never, necessarily get married until you've lived with that person too yeah. living with somebody is completely fucking different than it is. just being in a relationship with them it is because you have to get used to all of their fucking little annoying things and you have to they have to get used to all your annoying things tons so, of compromise and yeah tons of compromise and you know you have to also adapt so like you know when i lived with my mother i didn't take care of myself i didn't clean my room i didn't do all those things but Anna, on the other hand she fucking has a room like spotless all the time so when I leave, when I first moved in and I'd leave clothes around, she'd get annoyed, right? And those small annoyances kind of create 
slight animosity between you guys. And it's slow, but it builds. And it builds, yeah. yeah. So again, like communication is key. I've kind of had to like pull out her teeth to get her to be more um, forthcoming because she would kind of not mention any of these things until it got to like a real like boiling point. So she wouldn't mention it for like a month, but then she would like break down and be like, why the fuck don't you ever put your goddamn clothes away or whatever it may be. So I've been, you know, helping her and getting better at it myself of just being like, at the time of the annoyance, just mention it. It doesn't have to be a big thing. Just be like, I don't like that you don't pick up your clothes. Right. And then I go pick up my clothes or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. So it, it solves a lot of problems if you're just fucking talking, talking, and communicating. I agree. I think I think you should live together. Um, but so when I proposed to Nicole, it was a few weeks before we moved in together, and I I asked for permission from uh, I asked her brother and her mom for permission before I proposed. And when I talked to her mom, very old school of you, very old school of me. Yeah. Uh, when I when I spoke to her mom, I said, "Look, uh, you know, I've been with your your daughter for, you know, six seven years now. I know that she's the one." Um, and I know a lot of people are kind of old fashioned this way. So I dropped this in there as well. But I said, like, I, I finished my first level of education or whatever level of education is deemed acceptable with the degree. And now at least no matter what, at the end of the day, I know I can provide for her if I have to. Like, at the, like I know I, I, I turn a lot of things down because I don't want want to do something. But at the end of the day, if I if like we were about to be in the street, bro, I know that I could get a job somewhere. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, of course. So. Now look I, at you. You're a podcaster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make your moves. Um, but yeah. And then the last thing I said was I realized that we haven't lived together yet, which it, it was kind of like on the fine line because I'd been I'd moved out of my parents' house for a year, and Nicole was basically at my house constantly all the time. But it was still different because I lived with roommates. It was shared space. She kind of tippy toed around because she didn't want to get like ruffle anyone else's feathers. Um, but I told her I was like, look, we'll we'll move in. And I promise you, we'll live together for at least a year before we go on and get married. Yeah. And Nicole and I have actually talked about two years. Um, but I agree with everything you said, man. Like, when we moved in, there was a lot less surprise just because we spent so much time just, like, yeah, together. you know, together in general. But there are things, man. Like, I'm a fucking clean freak. I, I, I clean, like, religiously, man. I clean this studio once a week, and we barely are, like, we, we don't spend a ton yeah, of time yeah. here, right? Yeah. Um, Whereas she, she's necessarily a, a clean freak in the same ways that I am, but she's an organization freak. Okay. She, everything is organized. Um, there's a way to put things back. There's like if you open our uh, cutlery, everything's oh, like yeah. lined up you guys perfectly. Have a lot of cutlery too. It, uh, yeah, and we have you know everything has its place and everything belongs in a place where I wasn't living like that. I was just put. I would just, you know, fucking leave things places. Yeah, right. It was. Yeah. I was always very clean, but it was unorganized. Um, and it, it took a little while, but we figured it out. Um, okay. Now, now we've kind of talked a little bit about kids and marriage, yeah. right? I want to take a shift and yeah, a little bit about school. I want to take a shift and talk a little bit more about school a little bit, but yeah. also jobs and okay. like the idea of financial stability. Cause I feel like that almost applies to anybody regardless of your romantic relationships. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Not everybody's in a relationship. Right. So we've kind of yeah. centered this podcast so far about people in relationships. In relationships right. But yeah, there's a lot of people that aren't. So. Yeah, and some people don't want to be, and that's fine. Um, what I This is something that I'm constantly anxious about, and I th it keeps me up all the time. And that is, am I not making enough money? Am I, you know, am I 
being a productive part of society? Am I being a good partner? Am I, you know, am I being a good person or whatever by not making my full potential? Um, I have friends that finished high school and they said, you know what? University isn't for me. Mm -hmm. So they didn't go to university. They went into a trade or they figured out a business for themselves. And today, those same friends, financially stable, they're making a steady paycheck. Um, You know, there's friends out here buying homes and stuff. Not saying that buying a home means that you're financially stable, but um, doing all that kind of stuff. Whereas I feel like I'm almost like, fuck, like I spent four years in school and now I have nothing. (laughs) Um, So what do you feel... Like, what's the timeline? Should there be a timeline on that? Well, there's only a timeline if you compare yourself to other people. What is what is financially stable for you, not looking at anybody else? Right. Um, you're asking that, like, yeah, as a question? Like, yeah. Um, I would say financially stable for me is having a home. And that doesn't necessarily mean buying a home. Yeah. Because... It's still questionable whether or not taking a mortgage out is actually productive. But, you know, having a home. Yeah. Um, being able to afford things like transportation, like vehicles and stuff like that without, like, constantly worrying about the next thing that's going to go wrong. Um, and, yeah, and just being able to frivolously, friv- friv- frivolously buy, like, groceries and take care of the dog and, like, yeah. just grow together and, like, go on, you know do things that we want to do but most importantly like live within our means without feeling like super like like constricted i never want to go out with some like with with like friends or Mm -hmm. something and be like i can't fucking buy dinner tonight you know okay so give me like a like that all sounds good give me like a dollar amount give you a dollar amount yeah i would like to say financially stable for me in my personal in my personal perfect world i'm making somewhere between a minimum of 60,000 a year. Okay. But ideally, and this is what I'm going to strive for, is 100k a year. Individually or joint income? Individually. Okay. Just me alone, I want to make 100k. And that's that's more of a goal for myself, right? I want to make 100,000 a year, period. Mm-hmm. But in the worst case scenario, if it just doesn't work out or like if if I don't maybe get to the goals that I want to achieve as a joint income, I would like to make at least 100,000 a year. I know you would like to make that money, yeah. but what is the amount that you can actually feel? Con- like, break it down to, like, the bare bones. Bare bones? Um, what can you, what is the least amount of money you can make to, you know, pay everything off, and live. go out to eat once in a while, and still be comfortable? I feel like technically, based yeah. on that exact definition, yeah. we're almost, we're pretty much there. We're, we're pulling in, like, 65 a year. Joint, wow. wow! You guys are rich. It's just because Nicole has a decent <laughs> job. I'm fucking wealthy. Um, um, but yeah, and like that—that's enough money. And like, you don't always see it, just because sometimes it's not—it's—it's it's not her. It's me. But I get irresponsible and impulsive, and I'm like, hey, I'm, gonna, shit, yeah. I'm gonna fucking spend two hundred dollars on dinner tonight, right? But realistically, you if we just save, like, we would have a fucking ton. Like, we would be fine. We're we're living well within our means. Okay, and I brought that up because me and Anna joint together probably make fifty k, right? Um, and that's because, you know, she's not working and she's not working an ideal job. She's going to move up. She'll get paid more right. um, soon. And then I'm working kind of not quite full time. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm still kind of in a weird, um, gray area, but 50 K for us is enough for the one car, complete rent, all of our utilities, 
groceries every month all the needs and we're still i'm still paying off my student debt and then on top of that we're still putting money away every month right right? so the issue is not how much money you make because we're we're both making very close to a minimum wage job in alberta right now yeah and so i know it's a little bit different if you're um single and you don't have the joint income that makes it a lot harder tons harder but it's not necessarily about how much money you make. It's about living within your means and how much you're spending. Yes. So we have one car. Right. If we had two cars, that would start to, you know, take away from the amount that we can save every month. If we, you know, went out to eat at the keg every week, you know, that starts to eat away at the money that we can save. So it's not necessarily, and I've talked to her about this a lot, is that people are just so fucking stupid with their money that it's not the money you make is just how you live. And I understand that it's a, it's a huge shift from going from living with your parents where you're paying for almost nothing to moving out where you're paying for everything. Yeah. I've made this, uh, this example, I guess you could say with Anna is that I felt like I had more spending money when I was working part-time in high school than I do now. Oh, I had tons more. I feel you hundred percent. There was no expenses. Everything was frivolous. And I was making 300 bucks a month. In high school, and I felt like I had fucking all the money in the racks world, on racks yeah, on racks, percent right. So, it's it's all about how people spend money, and it, and if you're if you're starting out your career, you're not making a ton of money, right? So either you're 50k by yourself or 50k joint income, like we are. Don't be going to buy a new fucking car. Don't be financing a goddamn new car that's costing you 350 a month. That's the stupidest shit. I've ever seen in my goddamn life. Don't go out and try and expect that you're going to be able to rent a townhouse for, you know, by yourself and still have money to spend. Right. If you're making not very much money, you need to understand that. You need to, you know, do some self-reflection and be like, look, I have to lose out on some of the things. I can't eat out every night. I can't have this nice car. I drove that fucking Honda, that beater car that I paid 400 bucks for for two years. You can learn more about that on episode one. <laughs> episode two. Episode episode two. two. Sorry, that's my bad. Yeah, it's uh, it has cars in the title, so you'll know which one we're talking about. But yeah, so the fact that is that I spent four hundred bucks for a car that lasted me two years. Right. And I had you know I had to pay for oil or whatever, but that was a choice that I made to save tons of money. If I was to go like try and finance a car. It would have cost me almost as much as the fucking car itself monthly. Hundred percent. Yeah. Like I, I just can't. I can't get my head wrapped around the fact that people, you know, are like, I can't rent a two-bedroom apartment, have a brand new financed car, you know, have all of my fucking streaming services and my fucking monthly fees and shit. Like how? Like they're like, how am I supposed to live on that? It's like, you don't. You get fucking two. Way. You you get two roommates where one sleeps on the couch and one sleeps in your other room. Right. You fucking get a beater car that doesn't cost you monthly. Right. You know what I mean? You you cut down on the streaming services. You really only need fucking Netflix. So if you're going above and beyond that, you're pretty much being like, yeah, I'm good financially. I want I want more. Yeah. I want the extra stuff. Right. So if you're doing any of that shit and you're complaining about you know how like shitty minimum wages or how little money you make, you're just being fucking stupid. Yeah, and I I agree with you on all all of your points, man. I I I think personally, again, I'm a little impulsive, so that I have made financial decisions where it comes to like buying an article of clothing or just like going to do something more expensive, and I'll just tell myself that I'm like, 
I don't know, treating myself or I'm fucking, I just, I earned it. And a lot of the times, to be honest, I, I haven't, I just fucking go and get it because I really want it. And it hasn't been anything crazy. Like I haven't gone out and buy a fucking bought a BMW or anything like that. Right. Um, but like the little things, which definitely add up in personal, you know, savings. That being said, I've also not done the latter and lived like completely out of my means financially. Yeah. Um, this brings me to the point of I feel like a lot of the times life is a lot about sort of impressing people that you really don't care about. Fuck um, the people. Fuck the people. <laughs> um, but on the note of living within your own means, one thing that scares me personally is that right now, mm-hmm. like last year, I lived upstairs with three to four roommates, depending on what time of the year it was. And... You know, we're all homies, so it was honestly a chill-ass situation. We fucking vibed. Rent was cheap. Um, everything was fine. And then I moved uh, into the basement suite with my, my fiancé, and still everything's fine. Like, we're vibing. Obviously, I live a little bit more la- lavishly now than I did upstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, a part of that's just because I don't live with a bunch of dudes as opposed to, like, you know, my partner. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm 24 now. So things are seen more acceptable. Like when my mom comes down here, it's like, yeah, like it's their first spot, right? It's their first spot. It is what it is. They've made the best that they can out of it. What concerns me is what happens if I'm 30, 35, 40, and I've just gotten stuck and I've, I've been unable to build enough for myself financially to the point where I'm still living in this situation. And I know, I know that that's not unacceptable in a sense there are tons of whole ass families living in the same situation that i am so i understand that but my point is is like i feel like there's a ton of pressure whether that's societal or cultural or whatever it is like whatever pressure it is that you have to impress people but if i'm 30 and i'm still driving around a beater car or whatever what is the opinion of me not of like just like fucking randos but like of my friends of my family like have i failed in that sense yeah fuck your friends and your family (laughs) (laughs) the only person that you should be worried about is yourself right the minute you start worrying about those other people is when you're like i'm gonna go finance this car and it's like i don't need a car i have a perfectly fine car right now or you just straight can't afford it yeah yeah um so the issue with that is I'm going to bring up somebody that you don't know. Okay. He's a streamer, but he makes millions of dollars. His name is Asmongold. Okay. He's the biggest degenerate in the fucking is world. He? Okay. Yeah. Mans yeah. doesn't shower for like weeks. Yeah. But he makes millions of dollars. Right. He still drives his beater ass car. He just doesn't he still, li- he still lives with his mom. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he's making millions of he's dollars chilling. monthly. Yeah. So it's not fucking... It's, and he's he made a video... Um, not too long ago about why he lives such a simple life and fucking straight up. He's just like, I went to like a kind of an upscaled high school and stuff where people were driving Hummers and, you know, brand new cars and stuff like that. And he was just like, I don't, I don't fuck with that. I like that. I like that idea a lot. Like it doesn't matter how much money you have. It's like, it's, it's your decision on what you do with it. Yeah. Um, that's, that's funny. I like that. You know, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, there was a fucking mad, 
um, sort of meme thread for a while. I, I don't know if it's still true, but for the longest time, the man was driving some fucking beat up suburban that he had from when he was in high school, and he didn't necessarily grow up in the riches, right? So, yeah. Like, and he just drove that shit around, and people kept making memes like this man just signed a fucking multi million dollar contract. He's a star player, and he shows up to practice in his old ass suburban. I love it. Yeah, man. Like, yeah. and I I thought of the same thing. Like, if I was still driving my Accord and I started coming into money, the first thing I'm going to do is not buy a new car. Yeah. I'm going to put that money away, invest it somewhere. My If my car's working and I don't need a new one, given that one was a little rough, let's say it didn't have the oil leak problem. And it was safe. <laughs> it, was, it was safe. Maybe some, maybe a new set of tires. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you splurge a little bit. Anyway, yeah, yeah. 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 So I would still drive that thing. Right. Invest the rest of my money, save the rest of my money, whatever it may right. be, until it actually was like undrivable right then i would go you know depending on how much money i'm making right i would go and get a new car the thing that sucks dick is credit i would much rather save up the The entirety amount amount of yeah and and then spend it what i'm planning on doing is if i do want a nice car like that i have to have that much expendable cash ready to go i'll still finance it so that you know it looks good on your credit so it looks good yeah yeah Yeah, but i have to have the full amount that full amount i'm not gonna go into it like fucking even just like 10k less there's no fucking reason i'm going into it with the full amount so that i can you know i only want to build my credit otherwise i would fucking just give them fucking 80k or whatever it is and just be done with it yeah (laughs) see that's and this is the thing this is where my fucking problem with micro analysis run runs me into walls I want those things like really bad, dude, like fucking terribly bad. I I want a big ass fucking overly expensive truck one day. I want a fucking boat and a place to go into BC. Like I want to live the Alberta redneck fucking dream, you know, but the amount of not people that I know like personally, but stories that I've heard of people that buy, you know, that they have this fucking nice ass truck, bro. And they pull up and they look so fucking, you know, clean and fancy and all that. And then they, you know, they, they, they tow their boat around and they're fucking, you know, how they have four kids and a trophy wife. Right. Sure. But then you hear about them going into fucking bankruptcy and then they have nothing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, where did that all go? Or they still have all of those things, but they're in so much debt that they can't breathe. I don't want that. I don't want that either. But again, I think it, like you said, man, it all, it all has to do with like the way you want to live. If you can, if you can make enough money to do what you really want to do, then fucking do it. If not, then don't. I, I, I forget who it was, man. I really wish I did know. Cause it would have been, a good uh, uh, influence on the younger gen, but I think it was a, it was either a rapper or an athlete, one of the two. But this guy was like, "I will not buy anything unless it's only ten percent of the money that I make. So if something costs ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars, I better have at least a hundred k somewhere." Yeah, you know what I mean, like. And and he said like that goes down to fucking. I heard that too. I right? I don't know. I don't remember where I heard it, but I heard it somewhere. Um, and that goes down to fucking like I'm gonna go to the keg tonight, and the dinner's a hundred dollars. I better have a thousand dollars somewhere, right? Yeah. And honestly, that fucking sat with me. Like it's okay to be a little frivolous and or, or not frivolous, but like spend yeah, you, you know can, money on you a dinner money. or something. I'm not saying don't spend money. I'm just saying have the money to spend. Yeah. Don't be fucking stupid. Um, I went through a phase in university and I'm not proud of it, but it did teach me a lesson in a small scale. So now I don't think I'll fall into the problem as an adult. Mm-hmm. I turned 18 
I think it was my first year of university and I went out and I got a thousand thousand dollar credit card and I did it on the advice of some friends and some family just to like you know start building up some credit you know get a fucking credit card buy everything you need on the credit card and just like pay it off right away the key of it was make sure you have the money to pay it off right away of course my dumbass went out and I fucking you know it started easy it always starts easy where I would pay it off right away but then all of a sudden I was buying things that I couldn't afford just to keep up with what I felt what I felt like was keeping up with the people around me or my relationship or whatever. Mm. And it got to the point where that credit card was almost always maxed. maxed. And it was never like I never was late on a payment or anything like that. I would always put in like three, four, five hundred dollars a month. So I was constantly paying like fifty to sixty percent of it. Yeah. So it never affected my credit score or anything like that. If anything, it was decent. It was actually okay for it because I paid it off constantly. But it was a constant stress because Every week, I was like, fuck, like, my credit card, like, is at $700 right now. I have $300 left. Now what? And I did that for, like, a year and a half before I finally, it was, like, one summer, I made a bunch of bank. So, I was like, I'm going to fucking go and pay that credit card off. I paid it off. And ever since, I've never been, like, in a situation. First of all, I don't even really like touching my credit card because of, mm. of that stuff. Yeah. But in general, I've kind of gone into the realistic sort of viewpoint of I use it to buy things, to get points. And I fucking pay that shit off. Yeah. And that's a really, really small scale example for, it's not a thousand dollars anymore, but like back then a thousand dollars, like that's not a whole lot of money. Worst case scenario, I go to my fucking parents and be like, look, I fucked up and I would have gotten helped out. Yeah. But I'm glad I learned that lesson because in my third, like when I'm 35, I don't want to have a fucking $20,000 like debt over my head. Yeah. And not from like school or something at least considered productive, but from fucking, you know, buying clothing or some shit dumb shit that you Just don't need dumb shit yeah yeah i uh, fuck i don't know why ever since i was a young kid i always saved my money like the only thing i really spend my money on and we've talked about this like with my clothing and shit like the only thing i really spend money on is food yeah food's a big one for me too and yeah. then i do i do do um do do say i i have made large purchases right but that's after like years of saving so I spent 4K on my whole computer setup. Right. But that yeah, was yeah. after I saved fucking... You had 4K to spend. Yeah. 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 And it wasn't it wasn't anything crazy. But I don't know when I learned like the value of the dollar. You know what I mean? Like where I was just... I just... Ever since I was a kid. And maybe I'm just lucky that I've just not really ever wanted to spend my money. Like it's more... I get more of a... Um, of a high opening up my bank account and seeing that i have a lot of money in my bank account and I, i'm st- i'm talking about a lot of money for like my scale of money <laughs> yeah for it's our not current a, not area a ton in of money yeah but it's for it's, our, it's our good yeah yeah and so i rather look at that and be like nice then go buy a whatever. pair of jeans or whatever yeah i would yeah i like that i like that i um i think back to my relationship with my sibling, my older sister, she fucking loves to save money. And we are the complete <laughs> opposites, bro. Like, don't get me wrong. I get that same high. I fucking love spending money. But then, like, if I snowball or, like, if I'm out of work for a little while, which has been happening an absurd amount because of the current situation um, in the world. Um, but... I'm not good at like saying like fuck like I need to like be extra extra careful. I am extra careful, but then I snowball. But anyway, so she 
she started working like me at a really young age at my parents' restaurants, and even like that money from the parent, my, my, like my parents, is still I guarantee you in her bank account. Like she's just been saving, saving, saving. She's in her thirties now. Um, you know, if she wanted to go out and fucking buy something, she could. She yeah. just doesn't. She she genuinely like you can see the hesitation on her face, and it's not like she doesn't like nice things. My sister loves fashion. She fucking buys. Like really nice clothing um, We're talking like brand name Like absurdly mm-hmm. expensive stuff mm-hmm. But she only does it As she's financially stable Yeah And that's like Matt like hats off to her Mad respect Because To this day She's fucking out there And like when she's go When she goes out um, You know she's wearing All this fancy shit She can go do fancy shit If she wants to But I know for a fact And she knows for a fact That she's well within her means Yeah Even at like 16 years old Right if my sister said she didn't have any money, it means she had like a thousand, two thousand saved up. Yeah. But she, she didn't have any spend spending it. money. Yeah, right. Yeah. Whereas for me, dude, I made a ton of money until I was 18. I was pulling in like, I don't know the exact math, but I think I was pulling in like a thousand a month from at least 16 to 18 when I started serving. Yeah. And I spent all of it. I would take <laughs> out like in high school, bro. Like I would like I would have like eight or nine friends in my circle, oh, in fuck. my immediate circle. We'd go to McDonald's. I'd be like, I'm buying everyone McDonald's because oh, I was the only homie with a real job. And nobody else was working. So uh, for me, it was like, yeah, like we're gonna go to McDonald's. I'm gonna fucking buy everyone McDonald's. We're gonna go to Boston Pizza. Guess what? Bills on me. God so damn. I was dropping two, three hundred dollars at a time. I would give my debit card out to my homies and be like, yo, thanks for fucking the rides for the last you know couple weeks home. Here's my debit card. Go ahead and spend like a max of two hundred dollars on Christ. on on fucking McDicks. God damn, dude, that's fucked up. So <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if I just save that money like my my dad had told me to do, I'm sure my <laughs> bank account would look a lot different now. That's fucking crazy, man. Like I had money always. I right. could always do that for people. I didn't. You just didn't. No, because I'm not yeah. fucking insane. And I'm not saying like if one of my friends was like starving, yeah, if like they not need it. if they needed it, I'd be like, yeah, here you yeah. go. But if they came up to me and they're like, hey, can you buy me this? I'd be like, fuck off. Hundred percent. And and that's the thing. And that's the way it should be. Um, theoretically, like if you and I right now, if we went out to go get breakfast or something, mm-hmm. and let's say like you forgot your wallet. I'd just be like, okay, I got it. And I wouldn't ask for the money back. I'd, I just, I probably wouldn't. You'd probably force it down my throat. I would just eat transfer you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You'd probably just force it down my throat, but I, I wouldn't. But that that to me is okay, but you should never be going out and fucking buying dinner for fucking no, 16 No, when you're that young. Whatever, man. Like, fuck that shit. In, like, the brown culture, there's, like, a constant need to fight for the bill, man. I see it all with brown people all the fucking really? time, bro. And, That's like, good. my parents do the same shit. Like, we'd have, like, eight, nine family members in from wherever, and they would just fight for it. My dad would, like, go play a sneaky and, like, go pay for the bill every time. Yeah. And as a kid, I was like, yeah, fucking boss moves, alpha shit. <laughs> now, I'm like... Wait a minute. I'm doing the math in my head and I'm like, shit, there's eight or nine people. We're at a steakhouse right now. How much are you spending per, Yeah. you know, whatever? Um, one of the things I've learned recently is on that note, kind of, is it's a great thing to be polite and, you know, pay for your own. But if there's people and I'm talking, if you're like 16 to like 30 and you're not like super rich oh, or and like you, and your parents are trying to pay for shit and, and yeah. somebody's it doesn't necessarily need to be your parents but if somebody's trying to buy you something or like and it doesn't have to be like a huge thing but just accept it yeah. they're better off than you just stop being so like 
Like, because it's such a, like, un, like it feels like you're being fucking weird about right. it. You know what I mean? It's always polite if somebody asks you if you want to drink at their house. You're like, no, I'm okay. But it's like, yeah, I want a fucking Pepsi. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just, just say, just just say, say yes. yeah. Yeah. It's just a weird thing. So if somebody's like, offering to pay for your dinner and they are in their means, yeah. just be like, okay, thank you. Yeah. You don't need to be like, no, 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 I got it for no reason. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, fuck that. So that brings me on to uh, another quick topic. Christmas. Christmas is coming up. Right, yeah. it's uh, it's like it's like a little over a month away, and Christmas stresses me the fuck out. It always has. I'm thinking about Christmas in August, like Jesus Christ, man, literally, man. And fucking Drake said it first, <laughs> but in one of his songs, he's like, "Yo, I'm worried about those homies that worried about Christmas in August," because it's like. It comes around and I'm like doing all the math and all these fucking presents and then new people come into your life every year with family or whatever and then it's like shit now I have to buy like fucking thousands of dollars worth of shit. Nicole and I sat down and budgeted for a Christmas presents the other day and I won't say how much we budgeted but it, it you know it's to me it, yeah to me it's like oh, <laughs> you know and, and it's like yeah sure we have the money and the savings and we're not going to be depleted by it or anything but at the same time it's, it's like hit, you know i'd rather go out and spend you know x amount on something that we want to be honest but at the same time it's it is about giving and, and i get that and honestly i love giving people shit i yeah. love it because it makes me happy but you know if, if i'm giving everyone something that's a hundred dollars or more then it's like fuck but even then i fall into the trap where it's like Oh, well, that person, you know, so-and-so from, you know, whatever side of the family got me this, and it was, like, hundreds of dollars. So this year now, I have to go do that. How do you feel in terms of, like, expectations or timelines with age? I don't buy very many Christmas gifts. My mom doesn't want me to buy Christmas gifts. I don't buy my dad one because my dad's rich and he can (laughs) suck my nuts. (laughs) Um I had, me and my brother made a pact since we were young. We just don't buy each other gifts. I like that. Um, only because I, I <laughs> only because one year he bought me an iPod, and I bought him ski goggles. So the price differential was too much, right? And like, I didn't know he was gonna give me a fucking iPod. But anyway, that's part of it, though, right? Yeah, it's scary. Yeah. yeah. So we were just like, fuck it, we'll just not do gifts. And so the only person I really buy gifts for is Anna. Yeah, and that's that's kind of how it was in the beginning. Like, I would spend more money on Nicole's presents, but for the last few years, to be honest, Nicole and I just straight up are like, if there's one person that we can talk to that, like, we, we can confidently and just, like, in a relaxed way be like, look, let's just not get each other gifts. It's each other. So now we just, we're just kind of like, A, we won't buy each other a present, or B, instead of buying each other a present, especially now that we're, like, fully together, um, we'll just buy ourselves something. Like, yeah. this year we want to do engagement photos, so instead of buying each other fucking presents, we're just going to go do engagement photos. Yeah, so basically... I spend time with almost all my family members, like immediate family anyway. Like I don't get to see people who matter. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. So uh, just because I'm not buying them a gift doesn't mean I'm not celebrating the season with them. Right. I'll spend my time with them and I'll enjoy that time. Like it's a, it's a great time. It's amazing. So it's a, it's a lot more important just to be there. Like I could give them a gift and not be there. And I feel like that just kind of be fucking stupid, you know? So I'd rather just hang out, do whatever for the gift giving season. And I don't want people to think like I'm super fucking cheap. I mean, I am super fucking cheap, but here's the thing, right? Like I'm realistic. If I have, if I have a ton of money, like I'm talking like, like Joe Rogan, fuck you money. 
Hey, like I will, Daddy Rogan. I will literally. It's it, it's in my plan to have my closest friends and stuff. Like I will employ them and I will pay them. Like That's a, the dream. A healthy wage. Yeah. Um, but I'm not gonna buy them a fucking Christmas gift when I'm fucking, you know, 24 and barely making enough money to fucking sustain life. You know what I mean? It just doesn't make sense to me. So it's not that I don't, you know like giving gifts it's not that i'm intentionally being like yeah people don't deserve gifts it's just that i'm being realistic and if i do get to the point in my life where i can do that stuff i will but it's just not in it's not in the cards right now right yeah yeah Yeah, man i think um we've sort of talked about different phases in life or, or you know they're all kind of parallel depending on where you're at yeah but um i think today we're talked a lot more so about expectations with yeah, time yeah. i think before we end we should hit up the talk of university because we did yeah. bring that up at the start but then we kind of you know had more topics come up that we didn't talk about so i wanted to talk about university because i kind of got fucked going to university okay you know i'm sure i've told you this mm-hmm. before but i'll tell it again for the sake of the podcast um i was recruited in grade 12 to go play at uh, university of alberta for football and you know i signed my letter of intent and everything and it was whatever i wasn't going to receive a ton of money it wasn't like i was getting a scholarship um that was gonna come later because i was redshirting the first year it was basically just like a you know come be on our team when you start to perform we'll give you money i was like yeah sounds great um so i signed my letter of intent meaning no other team could talk to me blah 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 and then they fucking they fucking over recruited and they had to make cuts and, you know, I didn't perform up to par in uh, the training camp or in the spring camp or whatever it was, summer camp. I can't remember fucking camp. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I didn't perform well because, one, they put me in a position I didn't play. For the whole, for the whole like, two-day camp, so we're doing two practices a day. Um, so it was ended up being, like, five practices. Um, but I par- practiced as a corner for the whole time. And then when scrimmages came, they're like, you're going back to safety. And I was like... What in the fucking goddamn hell? So I didn't perform well. And, you know, I'm not going to blame it on anything because I think I could have still performed well regardless. doesn't matter. They cut me. And then all of a sudden, I didn't pl- apply for any other universities. I didn't have any other universities talking to me for football. And it was like, it was just shit. Um, the University of Calgary coach texted me and he was like, hey, if you want to come play for us just come to the walk-ons or whatever like pretty confident that i would be on the team and whatnot not sure what my position would have been or how far i would have made it but at that point i was like fuck it like if i'm not going to be receiving money i don't want to burden myself with also doing football right and school because that shit's hard and like props to any fucking student athletes in university that shit's fucking aids but anyway so my i had to take a gap year where i worked at Foot Locker for the whole year just basically because of that fact you know and i thought i was getting set behind because, you know, everybody was getting into university, like, right out of high school. Everybody was, you know, I felt like I was a year behind and everything. And then at the end of the day, you know, I worked for that year and I got to pay off, like, $20,000 worth of my... Loans? Well, not of my loans, but, like, initially I got to pay off just $20,000 worth of school oh, as it yeah. came up. Yeah, um, you didn't have to take a loan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, eventually I did have to take a loan and I'm still fucking heavily in debt. Fuck student loans. But... You know, it's it's not a bad thing to, one, take a gap year. And it's not a bad thing to just not fucking go into it right away. Because I don't know what I would have done. But I don't know if it would have been health and physical education if I would have taken more time off to 
think about it. I wouldn't have done that. Yeah. I know I wouldn't have. Yeah. Right? So basically along the lines of don't go to fucking university right away unless you're a hundred fucking trillion percent sure that you know what you want to do and that you're ready to, you know, do the four years of it and then, you know, what kind of job you're expecting is realistic. Um, because, yeah, it's it's just a forced pressure from, you know, your family and your parents being like, you need to go get your education. You're going to be a go, if you don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you see it all the time where people are, aren't going to university and they're making the most money. Oh, yeah. yeah and like I not, said earlier, yeah. And that's not always the case. There's a lot of intellectuals that make a lot of money because... Because of their university and whatnot. But I just fucking hate the idea that if you don't go to university, you're not going to be successful in life. And the fact that, you know, you feel like you have to go. When you're 18, you don't know what the fuck you want to do for the rest of your life. There's no goddamn way. You put so much pressure on your shoulders when you're still indecisive as fuck. Yeah, man. So it's like if you want to go to school, I suggest doing just doing open studies as well. Um, just to get your general courses out of the way because those are fucking ass cheeks anyway. And then you'll have another, you know, year or two to yeah. figure out what you want to do. Or even fucking like, I know, I don't know if it's a thing at Mount Royal. I think it's a thing at University of Calgary. could be wrong, but I think you can audit classes. I think you can like basically like pay to just like go sit in on a class and just to like, you're not necessarily responsible for anything. You're sitting in um, to big ass lectures. Bro, you could just do that anyway. Nobody it, would fucking notice. It, true. And the University of Calgary class, nobody Yeah, would you just notice. fucking walk in, you sit yeah. in that bitch, and nobody would fucking no, notice. Man. Fucking the Nelk boys do it all the time. I'm sure anybody else could. Um, but yeah, like sit down in a class or something, fucking talk to maybe some homies or people in the professional field that you think that you want to be in, and figure it out. I'm ex- I'm with you like so fucking hard, man. Like I, I finished grade 12, and I applied to a bunch of universities for actually like a... a a slew of things, most of them related to business or Kines. Just because okay. I liked the idea of going into business because yeah. that's what I saw growing up. And I liked Kines. I just, yeah. I like yeah, science, yeah. right? Um, or I like um, um, human science or human kinetics. <laughs> human <laughs> I'm, science. I'm, yeah, I'm using fucking <laughs> uh, synonyms for kinesiology. But um, I like the two of them. And I was like, you know what? fuck it, like, I'm just going to go into kinesiology without really understanding what I was going into. I knew I was going to learn about the human body. I knew I was going to be proficient, but I didn't know the next move. At that point in my life, I was like, I have no fucking idea. And it got to the point where I waited till I got accepted to a couple programs and I wanted to go to uh, UBC, but I ended up going to Mount Royal. And part of the reason why that happened was because I wasn't sure about what I wanted to do and I felt really pressured mm-hmm. so then right after like all my deadlines p- passed to accept an offer or to start registering for classes except for Mount Royal and I actually met Nicole a couple months before and she's the only like she helped me sort of like figure it out and like actually sign up but it happened at the end of the day because I felt a ton of pressure from family and friends that were going to university already or just like from family that's like oh like if you take a year off that's it yeah, like you're, you're never done. gonna, you're done. You're never gonna go back to school. You're never gonna do whatever. Even nah, though man. a lot of the friends that I graduated with took a gap year. Yeah. Um, and I truly and honestly believe that if I were to go back and do it all over again, or yeah, if I were to just go back, I would have honestly perf- would have preferred even taking a fucking break until like twenty. Like two years or even three years, man. I would have taken all the time. Fuck, goddamn, take 10 years if you want. Straight up, man. Because in my opinion, like even if I took till 22, that means I'm still 
done at 26. Yeah. I'm not fucking like, you know, old yet, right? I'm 26 years old. I I would have rather done a degree that could have gotten me a, a, a decent job right out of university at 26 than doing what I'm doing now because it's fucking disgusting. And I would have done like, I would have done science, but I would have done like science science, man. I would have gone into like fucking... Um, like marine biology or some shit. <laughs> Honestly, like I would, I fucking, I would have loved that, but I got forced into something that, you know. Yeah, for anybody thinking about going into kinesiology, don't unless you're planning on doing further education, or unless you're planning on going the, the accredited, certified exercise physiology or certified um, personal training route. And yeah, you want to be in that yeah. realm. Yeah, um, but don't go into kinesiology expecting anything other. No, there. I mean, look at work. You know, having worked as a kinesiologist for the last like year and a half or so, there are definitely jobs out there that you can work as a kinesiologist and you can make an easy forty forty five k a year. But to get those jobs, you have to have experience. So you have of to course. fucking pay your dues still. And honestly, fuck paying your dues. I don't want to pay my dues. <laughs> I feel like as a kinesiologist, you're kind of capped. Like there's not really much growth. There's no growth unless you get your. Um, Unless you get your math. Remember our prof from exercise physiology? I forget her name. Yes. I don't remember her name. And exercise it, phys. Fuck. And it really, really sucks because she gave me a reference letter once too. Um, I want to say it's Sarah, but it's not. It's Sarah. Who the fuck is Sarah? No, I think it wasn't it um, the lady with the accent. No, that was, uh, that was biomechanics. Oh, bio, yeah. Biomechanics, yeah. No, she was because uh, we had he- uh, Heather for as our prof for ex phys, and then we had uh, Heather's bomb. Shout out Heather. Yeah, bro, you didn't even really need to go to class, but um, <laughs> uh, the our our um, ex phys lab prof, she was a masters of kin-, kin student. So like, you can go and do your masters in kin, and then expect to work in like as a lab instructor and as like a performance whatever yeah, exercise yeah. physiologist right you can do those things but just don't just go into kinesiology because you like watching football or basketball or soccer like just because you like sports doesn't a mean that you love the career man. The, yeah yeah and like a lot of athletes fail right yeah, and like true. we live in canada man unfortunately like even if you make it there's not a lot what's of making it bro yeah. to the cfl so you have a part-time job for the other half of the year yeah like, you're oof. not making enough money with the cfl like right? the players aren't even making enough money, exactly you know and there we i forgot what class it was but we talked about how a lot of the times you fucking in in, in canada right we don't really have a basketball league we have a basketball team but yeah, it's still one. part of an american association <laughs> yeah. right they're not a ton of canadian there's like a couple like jamal murray's getting pretty big like there's a couple canadians out there but Dude, the percentage of like Canadians that actually go on to the NFL or NBA or Very MLB slim. slim. Yeah. So it's like, look, man, and like I've so one thing I've been kind of opened up to as a kinesiologist um, are other people with kinesiology degrees that kind of just make a business for themselves. Yep. You know, training, nutrition, and stuff. But you have to love it, man. You really do, because you're you're not gonna make a ton until you yeah, know, until you're like with YouTube something. Star. yeah i mean fuck i'm i could be a kinesiologist and i do not want to be and that's the thing and (laughs) And it's like it's like but i did a whole with the whole kinesiology degree and i liked i liked a lot of the classes but the actual work afterwards first of all the actual work afterward is words afterwards is shit compared to what you think you're gonna do yeah it's not it's not as hands-on it depends on where you work 
um, obviously, but it's you know, I'm I'm sorry, we're just shitting on Kines, and I, I don't I don't <laughs> yeah, think but it's fine. It's not like we're shitting on the arts like we did last time. <laughs> By the way, don't go into the arts. No, fuck but the arts. we've been through Kines. We have that we have that knowledge. We you do. Know I mean? we we're do. trying to just give a little bit of foresight for those that haven't really made up their minds yet. If right. there's anyone that young listening, even fair. Um, but I think the point that we're again we're trying to get at is just find something that you like to do in if you want to go to university and just make sure you like want to do it. And if you're in university and you go through a year in a program and then you decide, you know what? I don't know if I like this this much. I'm going to switch. Then switch. That's fine. Like it, you you so what? You're in university for an extra year or however many months, right? Just fucking switch. It's fine. We had a remember I won't say his name. Uh, never mind. I can't tell you if you remember him. But he was in our program for a year. He's a homie of mine. And then he said, fuck it. I want to go into sciences. So he did. Don't remember. Um, <laughs> that reminds me actually of a funny story. In anatomy, right. there, it, you can take it as like an elective course for other For other programs. programs. Yeah, yeah. So my first day of anatomy, this dude comes in. He's like, oh, what program are you in? I'm like you know, health and physical education, Kines. Um, and he's like, oh, I'm in business. And then fucking whatever the prof's <laughs> name is. What was her fucking name? I hated, I hated her. Janelle. I didn't have her. Yeah, Janelle. Yeah. Oh, my God. Fuck you. Um, Janelle is just spitting out her ass, just being like, this will be the hardest course you take and shit like that. And it's like, if you're taking it as an option, don't. And this dude just was like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> he stood up and left. <laughs> I don't know why you would want to take anatomy as an option. Though. I don't fucking know, man. Some people, you know, some people actually like to learn. So, like, it would be nice to go in and learn no, that shit, but I that was shit was fucked. one of the biggest nerds that I knew in university, and if I didn't have, like, if I didn't, like, if I was in business, I wouldn't go to fucking take anatomy. I don't know, man. That being said, I, I don't agree. I don't think anatomy was the hardest course, but I think it was one of those courses that you really just had to show that you had discipline. It was the fucking, it was the shock factor, man. Just a lot. Being thrown because at the you first, constantly. the first year of this fucking program was dog shit. It was dog shit, useless ass fucking Dog shit. Forty percent of it was a waste. But yeah, general education classes, a waste of time. And fucking that first year of knees was yeah. all fucking a waste, waste of, of money, waste of time. Waste and time. then I got hit right in the ass with anatomy, and I was like, oh, fuck guess me. I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah they didn't. I don't know. I I liked our program for a lot of things, but I do think that some of the classes were probably pretty useless. This is a money grab, man. Like, yeah, I mean. I don't I can't see how fucking outdoor leadership was a fucking goddamn class where the fucking pre like the fucking required fucking like final test if you will was a goddamn hiking trip man it was yeah what, I didn't, didn't know you didn't no. fucking take it Oh, you mean the class? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you meant the degree. Oh, yeah, because that was a degree too. Oh no, fuck that. Um, that that class. Yeah, we, you went, had to we go went on, on the you camping. You had to go on a fucking a hike lot of to pass the class. Never been on the, never been camping or whatever. That's fucking. I don't well. give a shit. That's stupid. How's that gonna help me in anatomy? <laughs> it's not, and that's the thing. I think what they tried to do was give us like a basis of knowledge in different areas of like physical health, um, in our first two years, and then kind of like branch off into the sciences I don't give a shit. but it was pretty useless and yeah. like honestly like we did so we did the physical literacy route but the athletic therapy route was equally as useless oh, yeah. um yeah. most like there's you know, the amount of athletic therapists out there right now that graduated with us that are making less than me is fucking disgusting yeah uh, um, athletic therapy is tough in canada too like that's another thing where you have to get like signed on it with a team 
Oh, like tough as a career? Yeah. yeah. Dude, if you're not signed and not fucking that's bullshit that I keep seeing where you're signed with some, I'm sorry, man. I know some ATs, but <laughs> where you're only, signed with like a junior fucking hockey team. <laughs> yeah. There's only a couple that I fucking really like. Shout out to the other Devin Snoopy dog. You yeah. like all our videos on Instagram, but, um, you know, you get, you fuck, don't fucking come at me with that. I signed to a junior team and then fucking flaunt that in my face. Cause you make fucking nothing. So just, <laughs> it's such a, it's such an interesting thing because it was such a limited class size, right? Like it was so it's like, like it, it was like exclusive. Yeah. And so, yeah, Devin's a fucking smart ass dude. He fucking works his ass off. Yeah. But what was it for? I don't know if he's going, he's probably continuing his education. Uh, I know a little bit. Um, through word of mouth through Carter, one of yeah. his friends. But, uh, you know, I, outside, like, I don't want to talk about anyone's personal life. But, um, again, we've kind of turned this into shitting on our program. But I, I, I do, <laughs> I do, like, I think what we're trying to say is just, just take your time so you're not grumpy and irritated like we are right now. Yeah, and, that's true. you know, look back at your university experience, which, by the way, I do look back at and I, and I remember a lot of good times. Yeah. But the good times are typically because of the people I met. Like, when we went through that year and a half where we were just constantly fucking vibing and training and playing magic and fucking studying it was lit yeah but i don't i don't really think about the school part no the the school Mm. part sucks dick yeah Yeah. it's all about the people and that's also why you shouldn't go into the arts those people be weird yeah any fucking (laughs) class that i had in the arts building fucking ruined me oh i hated all my english classes and shit man fuck that you want to wrap it up you want me to wrap it up? Yeah, I do want you to wrap it up. Oh, wait, it's my time. It's my <laughs> yeah, turn to wrap it up. Shit. Yeah, bro. All right, thanks, guys, for listening or watching. You can catch us on uh, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. There you go. All at Average Buds, um, except for, or sorry, at Average Buds Podcast, okay. except for Twitter. It's just at Average underscore, underscore Buds. Buds. Yep. Um, thanks for listening again. Uh, we're now on Apple Podcasts. Just to let you guys know again. I know we didn't mention it last time, but if there's anybody that didn't know we're on apple Podcasts, spotify and then a couple other random places which i'm sure none of you guys really yeah use, it doesn't matter anyway, yeah. <laughs> thanks for listening again peace, peace. <laughs>